Welcome to the Presentation Boss Podcast. I'm Kate Norris. I'm Thomas Craft. And we're here to help you plan, design, and deliver your best presentation. All right, we're doing it again. Uh, We're going to talk about PowerPoint a whole lot here on the Presentation Boss Podcast in episode 84. This has kind of been inspired by a few common issues we're seeing lately, as well as some questions I've had in my recent online Pimp My Slide masterclasses. Before we launch into it though, if we do help you to move your PowerPoint presentations from average to awesome, you can support us through Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash presentation boss and you can pledge to help to support us to continue making this show. Well, okay, that was a lot from me. Kate is here too. How are you going, Kate? Good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Um... So we've just spent this morning sitting in on a web class with our business coaches. They ran a a group session and you commented on how beautiful their PowerPoint is. And I said, well, what makes it so good? Because of course you can't just sit and listen. You've got to be looking at their PowerPoint. (laughs) It is is an impossibility for me to not not look carefully at slides. But it did inspire this episode of what can we do? What are some simple things that we can do to give that wow factor when you're giving a presentation? I think there's only a few steps between slides that look like sort of everybody else's and death by PowerPoint and slides that really have that wow factor. So over lunch, we just discussed what I see those steps as being and we're going to share them today. Okay, so where then do we start? If I open up PowerPoint, where do I even start making it? look cool. All right. So the problem is that you've opened PowerPoint. Actually, no. Opening PowerPoint is always a good thing. But (laughs) when you open PowerPoint, it gives you that first default slide. It's not even like a blank slide. It says click to enter title and then click to enter subtitle. And when you go to add a new slide, it comes up with like click to enter your dot points. It like sets you up for failure for some reason when you first open PowerPoint which is like, we're going to enter black text onto a white slide. And what do the majority of PowerPoint shows that you've seen look like? Dot points on a white slide. So we're going to start with the basic setup of how the slides will be formatted. A big part of what makes a PowerPoint presentation look like it has that wow factor, looks awesome, looks uh, brilliant, is that it's just different to the sameness that everybody else does, that falling into the trap of click to enter title. So what we need to do when we're making slides in PowerPoint is that first default slide, delete it. And every time you add a new slide into your PowerPoint presentation, insert a blank slide. That is going to give you the blank canvas and the freedom to add content that does not look the same as everybody else and doesn't tempt you into putting in paragraphs or bullet points or too much just text. So the problem I have is when I hit new slide, it still comes up with click to add title, click to add text, and the text is bullet points. Yeah, so you've got to click the drop down just below it where it says new slide and has the drop down. And from there, it will have the option blank slide. Or on any slide that you've just inserted, you can right click on the thumbnail of it over on the left side, go down to layout and then select a blank and it will remove the sort of default formatty stuff. The other thing that PowerPoint does by default is it gives you a white background for your slides. Now, this is a problem and let me explain why. From the moment you're born, our little monkey brain tells our eyes to focus on one of four things, and that is big objects, bright objects, moving objects, and colorful objects. 
So if we can imagine that you're giving your presentation in front of your slides. Now your slides are on a TV or they're projected onto a screen. Or a wall. Yeah. If you have white slides, they're definitely bigger than you. They're definitely brighter than you. And they're possibly more colourful than you. I don't know how you dress. And sometimes they're moving. Yeah. I mean, and if they're not moving, then you have to move a lot to try and get attention (laughs) back from your slides. Otherwise, you're just going to have an audience that's staring at these bright slides. The other issue we run into is if we're presenting online or you're presenting in person, but you've got a TV behind you, it's just really bright. Like (laughs) I have seen this on webinars where somebody is sharing their screen and they move to a white slide or a white page and you see the audience squint because it's just so bright. Mm. If you're presenting in person and you've got a white screen and you walk in front of it, you just become a silhouette. Or you get that thing where you're like walking through and you become a shadow on the screen and the light's like right on you. It's that you've got the bulb shining in your eyes and it blinds you temporarily. Yeah. Yeah. Look, there's just a bunch of issues with using a white background and most people do it. So again, we're going to aim for wow is the result of looking different. Suggestion here is super simple. In PowerPoint, under the Design tab, go to Format Background, and you're going to pick a dark color and then apply to all. If you don't have a particular dark color, go with black. Or if you happen to have like a branding color, which is a really dark color, that can work as well. Something like a dark, like a really dark blue, really dark red. Um, Something that is just as far away from white (laughs) as, as you can possibly muster. That does mean that like your text will need to be white or a light color, but we're reducing so much of that effect where your presentations are bigger, brighter, and more colorful than you. It's just reducing it and keeping the attention of your audience on you as the presenter carrying the message. Okay, so we've got a blank slide, we've got a dark background. Is there anything else in our initial setup? Yes, there's one thing you're going to check. Now, if you're using Microsoft 365 or you've updated PowerPoint this side of 2016, the slide size defaults to 16 by nine, right? Which is just the widescreen option. Again, you can check this under the design tab and slide size. Just make sure it says widescreen there. If you haven't updated PowerPoint since 2016, the default is a standard ratio, which is the four by three. And every time I see somebody presenting with the four by three ratio, my first thought is you haven't updated your PowerPoint since 2016. So go in there and just check or change the ratio of your slides to widescreen 16 by nine. So this is so you don't get the black bars on either side of your screen, isn't it? Yeah, right. Because basically every display out there, whether it's a projector or a TV is a widescreen display. So it compensates, yes, with those black bars. So when you don't have those black bars, it just looks current and better. That makes me think of a couple of weeks ago, I watched The Lion King with my daughter. 92, I think it came out. I don't remember 92 that well. (laughs) (laughs) So my TV is not particularly new. It might be about five years old, but it is still widescreen. And it had the black bars down the side. And I immediately just went, oh, yeah, that's right. Because The Lion King doesn't feel old. But I started watching it and went, oh, my gosh, yeah, this is so such an old movie. And it was the black bars that made me think this is old. Yeah, and I think that's, that's a common feeling. Oh my gosh, that came out like almost 30 years ago. That's depressing. (laughs) I saw that at the movies. Yeah, and look, the other big reason I think to go for widescreen as well is instead of those black bars, it gives you some real estate on your slides to display some stuff. Hmm. 
All right, so when we first open PowerPoint, those are the three steps I take every single time and we teach to everybody who we ever work with, which is to remove yourself from that initial default with the click to enter anything. And whenever you add a new slide, make sure it's the blank slide. The background color is default white. We're going to change that to a dark color and we're going to check or change that the aspect ratio is widescreen 16 by nine. Yep. All right, so let's move on to when we're starting to design. What do you see when we're looking at slides? What are the things that stop you having that wow factor? Yeah, all right, there's two. There's two things I see all the time. I'm just like, can you please fix that very slightly? The first is to do with photos on slides. Now, I'm not saying don't put photos on slides. I'll never say that. <laughs> slides are there as a visual medium. Having photos and images is brilliant. Do, do that. And when you do that, we're going to leverage photos to be even more powerful in your presentation. Now, here's what I see a lot. Standard white background, somebody has a photo that they want to display for whichever reason, and they insert it onto the slide and it doesn't fill the whole slide, but it's there, we can see it, move on. So when that's then displayed, the photo comes up, it often has that white border around it, which as we talked about is really bright and it kind of just, contrasts so deeply with a photo, which is often a bit darker color, and pulls the attention away from your photo. Ideally, you would have one photo per slide. Now, there are times where you might need a collage and multiple photos on a slide, that's kind of niche and something a bit different. With one photo per slide, we're going to take just one extra step after we put it on the slide. And that is, we're going to resize the photo. So when you click on it, you get the little white circles, the little handles in the corners and we're going to drag it out so that it covers the full slide. So just expanding it. Yeah, 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 right? All the way until you can't see any of the background. This might mean bits of the photo overhang the slides, and that's fine if there's bits of the picture that aren't important, they're just not gonna appear on the slide. But if we drag it out to fill the full slide, it really draws attention to the photo because there's nothing else on the slide for people to look at, and it makes the photo look more vibrant. When you don't have that white border around. Yeah, exactly. That border becomes super bright too. Yeah, yeah, because photos are often, well, they're not white, so they're darker, which means the contrast with that white border is stark. Yeah, and it makes your photos just look a little bit duller. Yeah. So. More dull? Duller. I think more dull. <laughs> <laughs> not as good. <laughs> so I call this the full page bleed, where you bleed that, you stretch that photo, it's called bleeding, whatever, uh, all the way out until it covers the whole slide and the slide is nothing but that photo with no bits of background poking through. So yeah, photos that are just like in the middle of a slide somewhere with a bit of border around them. I Every time I see them, I just think it is such an easy step to resize that photo and make this PowerPoint look so much better. It's really easy. So just to clarify here, because I often see people who will almost do that, but then in the top left-hand corner, they still feel the need to have a title. What are your thoughts on that? Okay, two steps. First thing is you're going to ask yourself the question, does this actually need a title or can I just tell people what the photo is, right? If you decide, yes, I need a title on the slide, then just put it in white text or an appropriate color over the photo. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And this, bring, this brings me to like a question that I'm always asking myself when designing PowerPoint, which is what can I remove from the slide? And it still makes sense. If it makes sense without the title, if you can just tell people the title, then remove it. The second thing I see in presentations that I think is a simple fix, but really gets in the way of a presentation looking wow, awesome, is when the alignment is significantly off. Let me tell you what I mean. 
You know you've seen those presentations and it has a couple of text boxes on screen. Maybe it's like a timeline, right? Like it's a timeline. And there's a text box, but it's got an icon associated with it. The icon is just above the text box. But the icon is like over to the left somewhat. Oh, just like two or three millimeters? Yeah, exactly, right? So it's like one slightly to the left, one's a bit higher, one's over to the right. Like it's just not aligned. And to me, that just looks like the PowerPoint has been sort of thrown together somewhat at random. And I, I really believe the audiences notice this and then get distracted by it. They notice it and they think this is all just a little bit wonky and it distracts from your presentation. Ah, see, I disagree with this and I have a reason for this. So they don't notice it and think, ah, that looks a little bit wonky. What they actually do is just go, ugh. And there's no actual understanding of why they don't like it. All they know is they just don't like it. It just looks a little bit wrong. Now, the reason I know this is because one of my first jobs was in a Chinese restaurant. And I remember early on, the manager of the restaurant explained to me that before opening, all of the tablecloths had to be on. There could be no wrinkles. The chairs had to be tucked in. The napkins had to be set a certain way. The cutlery had to be a certain way. Because naturally, I am not a very neat person. (laughs) And that stuff to me was not important. And what he explained to me is that when you walk into a restaurant... You want to not notice things. If everything is lined up, if the chairs are tucked in, if the napkins are folded nicely, if the cutlery is where it should be, people don't notice. It just looks neat. If some of the chairs are pulled out, if the cutlery is skew if, if only some of the napkins are folded, people notice and they go, ugh, and they don't recognize that a chair has just been pulled out. All they see is, ugh, this just doesn't look nice. When things are neat and aligned, people don't notice. But when they are not neat, it is noticed. And in a way, that kind of niggles me because it's like, if you do it well, it's not noticed. And if you do it poorly, you're criticized for it. (laughs) But that's just kind of how it is. There's no like compliment for doing it. Praise me. (laughs) Praise me for doing the bare minimum. And look, alignment couldn't be easier in PowerPoint. So like if you've got your icon on top of a text box, as you move it around, you get it close. PowerPoint comes up with the the little red dotted lines, which is like the candidate alignment. And it's got one for centered every time. It's kind of like a bit magnetized. So you, you kind of put your text box or your icon or your thing near it and it like snaps like a little magnet. Yeah, yeah. It takes like a click and a bit of a wiggle. Like it's not a lot of work, but it makes such a big difference towards the wow factor of your presentation. The trick here is to go slowly. You can't just throw things around. (laughs) This is a Thomas quote, but go slow to go fast. Move your icons slowly and they will snap to alignment. It's true. So when you're actually putting slides together, I think that's the two design basics that can change a PowerPoint from looking thrown together to having that wow factor, which is taking your photos and bleeding them full screen and ensuring that things are just aligned nicely, you know? Unnoticeable. (laughs) Right, the last thing I'm gonna talk about, which is like this overarching principle when you're designing slides, and that is to present only one idea at a time. Because we've all seen those slides presented to us where it has a whole bunch of text or like 17 dot points or a number of graphs, charts, photos that are all sort of something of their own to look at. And you don't know where to look at or what the presenter is talking about right now. All these ideas are just thrown at you. Like, bam! Yeah. (laughs) So 
So the easiest way to get around this is to just have one idea at a time. Now the reason this removes the wow factor is if you put up a slide that has a few things to think about, a few things to look at, your audience is going to read ahead of you. They just are. Now we know that everybody reads at a different speed, you know, depending on your literacy and the amount you've read and your age, all of those things. Everybody reads at a different speed, but everybody reads faster than you can talk. Certainly faster than you should talk. <laughs> this actually reminds me of my coaching client that I was working with last week. She's in HR and we were working on this presentation that she was giving on succession planning. And we had a look at the PowerPoint that she had and she had this slide that talked about the four main benefits of succession planning. And it wasn't a bad slide. It had these four colored boxes and each one had like the headline of the four benefits. So she was running me through her presentation and she brought this slide up on screen. It had the four boxes and she started telling me about the first one. And I didn't hear a thing she said because I was busy reading boxes two, three, and four. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's exactly that, hey. And the thing is, like, people will read ahead. I know that I'm not supposed to. I, of all people, know that I shouldn't because she's probably going to run me through it. But I still did. And you can ask people not to read ahead. They will. <laughs> they just will. Trust me, I have spent my entire life trying to tell people what to do and they just don't do what you tell them to. And so, right, the solution there is to use a bit of animation. Mm. Animate up box one, talk about it. Animate up box two, talk about it. Three, four. Using that little bit of animation to ensure that your audience isn't reading ahead, but also that when you get to box number two, you know that box number one has been explained and you're keeping the audience where you are in the presentation. So this is exactly what we did with her. We had each box come up individually, but then once we were on box number two, we muted box number one. So we didn't have it disappear completely, but we just made it duller, like less bright. So just keep that in mind. Am I presenting more than one idea at a time to my audience? If I am presenting more than one idea at a time, how can I use some animation or an extra slide to break this up so that my audience stays with me? Alrighty, so that's it. That is some basic tips on how you can give your slides the wow factor, stand out from everyone else in a good way. And take your slides from average to awesome. Yeah. If you want to share with me some trends that you've seen that take the wow factor out of presentations, I would love to hear about them. Uh, you can join us in our online community. We have a Facebook group, Presentation Bosses. You can search us on Facebook yourself, or there's a link down below in the show notes in the description. I hope, Kate, that's helped to extract from my mind what I think the difference is between slides that look like everybody else and have that wow factor. Yeah. Excellent. I love talking about PowerPoint, what makes PowerPoint good, but that's going to do us for this episode. Thank you so much for listening in. I hope it's been of benefit to you too. And we will be back in your ears next week with a guest that we've been chasing and trying to record with for... Over a year now. So that's finally coming out. We'll be in your ears with that next week. Thanks for listening to today's show. Head to presentationboss.com.au slash podcast where you'll find the show notes for this episode, all other episodes, and other free resources. If you have any other topics you'd like us to discuss, email us at podcast at presentationboss.com.au. We're always happy to hear your suggestions for future episodes. Most importantly, we rely on you to share the information in this podcast. If you found value in today's episode, 
please recommend us to a friend. Or we'd love for you to give us a review on iTunes. It helps more people find us. Have a great week.